the same way. So what is the best way? If you want to be sent out on another planet as an ambassador, a bridge, a teacher, mm. someone there that is there to profoundly shift the reality so they can ascend or reascend, what would you do as an advanced civilization? You will make sure that your people or those you dispatch there would blend with the civilization to actually in place so the message will be carried out and not be shocked by their physical appearances. Mm. So that's another concept here that people ask me often times. Well, you look a lot human, I say, well, thank you. Mm. But if you look closer, you would see that there are some differences. You know, my face is not completely asymmetrical. There's just some just differences, just enough to blend without shocking. Mm. And so because that's not the goal, the goal is to be able to connect, talk with you, understand. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. So great to be with you again. Well, do we have a treat for you today? And remember, if you like the shows, remember to subscribe to the YouTube or the iTunes or wherever you're listening or watching the podcast and send me your comments. I love answering your comments under the YouTube or if you're not on YouTube, send me an email. So I have the beautiful and delicious Vivian Chauvet to introduce you to today. She's all the way over there in Quebec, Canada. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Karen. It's beautiful, wonderful to be here. Actually, I'm originally from Quebec, Canada, but I uh, reside in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, in Phoenix. Yes, I am in the USA now for a number of years. So this is what I call my home now, this beautiful, the desert of Arizona. (laughs) Oh, what made you move to the States? Oh, many, many, many years ago, um, I discovered Arizona um, on a on a trip um, and I just fell in love with it and my team told me um, that this is going to be my next location for me so everything came together synchronicity took place and and finally was able to make the move back in 2006 and I've been here ever since very grateful to be here ah beautiful it is a beautiful part of the world all right well Vivian Vivian, to say it with your French accent, not that I have a good French accent, I've got a very bad French accent, uh, is uh, Arcturian hybrid. And now this is a fascinating story. So let me just read you a little bit about Vivian. Vivian Chauvet is an Arcturian holographic matrix master healer representing the advanced and enlightened Arcturian star civilization. Vivian's Eminence came to this planet as a biological Arcturian hybrid, which we'll talk about. She is in constant telepathic communication with her team of light and serves as an ambassador between higher spheres of reality and the earth plane. Her inspirational hybrid life story has touched the hearts and souls of thousands of people throughout the world. Today, Vivian has a spiritual and healing practice dedicated to assisting people deeply heal in mind, body, and spirit. 
her galactic family are conduits of light consciousness who create profound paradigm shifts at a planetary and collective level to move from fragmented energies of duality to oneness. Part of her mission is to help human beings in re-establishing their true heart-centered power, thus integrating soul fragments and accessing higher mental faculties. We are here to awaken you to your true self and origins, your team say. Now, you know, this is just a fascinating story and I know that you've got so much to teach us, but I, as the curious human mind is, my curious mind and anyone else that's watching, we'd love to know more about how you came here, what was the soul contract with your parents, like what was the agreement and how that is for you being a hybrid and, and, and you know, half human, half Arcturian. So take us back to your parents and the agreement that they must have had to birth you. Yes, Karen, that's an excellent question. And thank you for this amazing introduction, by the way. Or I feel that you were talking, you can capture the essence of our vibration. So thank you for that. Indeed, it is a soul contract. It is an agreement that has been put in place a long time ago, even before my human parents' incarnations. Right. So we need to understand then when you are dealing or coexisting, even connecting with a civilizations as advanced and enlightened as the Arcturians, anything that we do, it's always in complete agreement. So what that means is that everyone, it's always a win-win and everyone is part of this project in terms of full collaboration and connection. So speaking of my human parents, I mean, even when they began their own journey, when they were teenagers and by the time they met, that's where they became a lot more active for them, starting by UFO sightings. Uh, having a spaceship following them around on their motorcycle um, to the point where they were going to be entering into telepathic communication and direct contact with my human mother. And in terms, we'll give them instructions and points of rendezvous points to be able to meet with them. And it was direct contact. So, so that progressively they kind of introduce themselves because as you know, any souls who are reintegrate the hurt plane and take on a human form, we go through what's called the bend of forgetfulness. So at the soul level, the agreement, as we know that, and we sometimes we wish like, why does value would be probably easier for me if I had my full memory, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So especially for my parents, making such a level of commitment and contract for them. And of course, that's the thing that was also gifts. Uh, in exchange, you know, there was also assistance given. So in that case, it truly was a win-win situation in terms of collaboration and also integrity and respect for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. So that is a very um, good point that you are bringing up, uh, Karen, into that because this is how it's, it was made. And then, of course, as they went along and they grew uh, you know, being a young adult self, and that's where at some point of time, then I, my conception arrived, and I came along, and then, uh, and then I was born, and here I am today, so just to give you a very quick summary, mm. and of course, since birth, it's always been um, 
quite a journey for me, quite a struggle, because if you look back in the collective consciousness, even back in the 70s, 80s, the concept of hybrid, talking about telepathic communication with star civilizations, you know, even the word ETs were something that was more for sci-fi movies, you know, mm-hmm. so that was something that is, was a bit far-fetched. It was not something that was very present in the collective on the planet. So all of their experiences on the family, the rich family lineage of experiences of direct contact was kept very low profile because, you know, something you talk about. There's no, there was not as many open supporting group as you have today for abductees, for contactees, experiencers. You wouldn't have that. And let alone there was no and never have been any doctors for hybrids either. Yeah. So, and, so when I arrived, I was quite a shock uh, to everyone in terms of, especially with medical doctors and, you know, shocking in terms of not behaving the same way, not having the same some structure, not developing at the same rate, having different kind of behavior. And so, you know, I was quickly labeled, as you can imagine. What did they label you? They gave you some sort of medical diagnosis, I'm sure. Oh, yes. They gave me the medical diagnosis of uh, osteogenesis and perfecta, which is a Latin word for bone disease. Bone disease. Technically. And and also an abnormal uh, bone structure, which lead to children with those conditions never usually live past the age of 13. Wow. 12 of 13. So the doctor told my mother, because that's what they came up with, yeah. that I would practically not survive past the age of 12 or maybe 14 to the most. Right. Wow. Where I am today. <laughs> so I've heard you say on another interview that you uh, have a very light skeletal system, like a, a skeletal bone structure, like your bones are not as dense as human bones. So in um, in in the uh, physical density of uh, Arcturus, it's obviously gravity is different. So muscular skeletal system is not as prevalent. Like you, you don't have to have strong muscles and strong bones to exist. So by blending your DNA with human DNA, your muscular skeletal system is a lot less dense, let's say. Strong. Indeed, absolutely right on. Yes, less strong, less developed. Mm-hmm. It took me many years to even a puberty level to develop into an acceptable level of, you know, muscular system and that comes also for the skeleton structure. Micronocturus, if you look at the octurn anatomy, so to speak, there is absolutely no need for mus- muscles or having right. a muscular system. In fact, the same thing with your fingers. Humans have five digits. We only have three long digits. There's no need for a thumb or a little pinky because Everything that we need to command, move, or even just contact, come in contact with comes from thought forms yeah. and the discipline of the mind. So there's very clear uh, differences. And I think they did a pretty good job at putting together uh, such a high level, an advanced level of hybrid well, yeah, so that I can still function. <laughs> you know, this is something that fascinates me because, you know, humans try to splice DNA and create humans and think that you know they're always doing but I suppose Arcturians have a more advanced level so when they were putting together your DNA like splicing it with human DNA and, and Arcturian they were kind of choosing which gene you know what does well like they were sort of completely 
designing your body, I suppose, for this experience. I yeah. like the way you put it, designing my body for what I need to experience. This is really well put. Of course, they have a lot more advanced technique and really uh, advanced uh, technology and way and also advanced level of consciousness and understanding what the DNA capable of. And one of the things that they showed me is there was a transfer of consciousness into what's called a conscious matrix. And then from there, they uh, create the blend very carefully put together. I would say to the point that when I was born, you know, memories show that, okay, it was done in a hospital here, the location, here's the country and everything. So from that point of view, it is really well fabricated, but they couldn't risk uh, to do that. So I couldn't be coming through during the energy field of the earth. So I was born on my father's ship instead to make sure that I would be viable, to make sure that I would, that my body will sustain the shock and the adaptation. Oh. Even just taking my first breath, breathing is such an exercise for me that I even to this day have to push on my lungs every right. day to keep them going and have them be strong and resilient. Otherwise, they collapse easily. So, so you I were born on the ship. You, you, you were born. Yes. Okay, so w when you say you were born on the ship, did mm -hmm. they sort of take you out and make sure that your body's working and everything and then put you back into your mum or your mother and, and then she birthed you on earth or how did it no. work? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So no, my mom was, my, both my human parents were on board, the sh on, on board of my father's ship, my Arcturian biological father. Right, yeah. Our ship. And then so with a team of our medical experts, not human experts, but our medical experts, then the delivery took place. I was born, written the energy field and the consciousness of our ship, which wow. is designed for me. It's so much easier for me to breathe and vibrate and exist in those energy fields. And then from there, you think of it, everything is vibration, everything is energy, and you can move through dimensions. So what would you do? You would use your advanced knowledge of creating portal, implementing positive memories, readjusting certain timeline and reality as it is perceived to make sure everything is aligned to uh, make sure that it looked like I came from directly from a hospital and then all everything just continue because the idea was not to attract attention onto me. The idea is for me to be able to function here and so I can carry out my mission and all in life. So everything was very carefully uh, thought, detailed, planned. When, you know, you deal with a civilization that was extremely advanced and they are also ascended so they have ways to be able to move through realities um for us it might be unconceivable but think about it yeah. just for a moment from what's your higher heart you i just want to translate it into the human experience so would it look like your mom had a home birth is that like did is that how you like all of a sudden you turn up and you weren't birthed in a hospital so did she have a home birth you know in the in the minds of other people like she didn't sort of say to people oh well i birthed my daughter on the arcturian ship you know what did she say <laughs> i had a home birth <laughs> right no you're right about that it's not a home birth it's a hospital regular birth where technically looked like she was rushed to the hospital like any other mother and gave birth there and here i was so oh, okay. that part of reality was inserted at some point. 
to make sure it's like telling you it's like a movie see i'm going to give you all of you a very tangible image think a bit of the reel of a movie you just shoot a very big movie two three hours and you're looking through the slides you can cut certain scenes connect them redo the production add the sound effect and once you project your movie everything that was cut out manipulated changed adapted no one will ever know. It looks like the movie was done exactly the way it was projected, correct? Right. So that's something like this, but much more advanced. But it's just to give you an idea. It has to be this way because otherwise they have no way of knowing if the slicing or the genetic blend would be um, giving birth. And then once me as a baby was born, so to speak, they have no idea if how much I was going to be adapting how we're going to respond to uh, the energy field. The earth is very dense, has these stages. The energy fields are very dense. So for uh, a being who comes from a planet where everything is infinitely lighter in every sense of the word right. and the structure is completely different, it is a shock. It is a shock for everyone, but it's particularly shocking for you know, my metabolism. So they have to take precaution. I'm glad they did because I'm here today. Yeah. Okay. So this, this explains why so many people who are talking aliens and ETs, why don't they land on the White House lawn? You know, for many races that are in physical form, they don't find it easy to actually exist in this atmosphere because they're, as you say, gravity's heavier here and it's everything's denser everything's heavier and so for them it's difficult so they don't want to land on the white house lawn but maybe they do connect with us through their astral form or etheric form or telepathically you know that's easier for them to actually turning up physically right yes it's all of the above actually it's just that you know, we always invite people to redirect the focal point onto what is the distractions, you know, the concept of the idea of why not landing in front of the White House or any government institution around the world with the physical spaceship and coming and say, we come in, we come in peace, take us to your leader. You know, those are the cliche and the expectation, which we respect, you know, with love, of course. But think about it, with, all right, again, within the center of your heart, you know that there are many forms of ETs already physically present. We know there are many bases and outposts of different civilizations there, whether it's on the ground, on the mountains, whether it's etheric retreat, whether it's a form of, you know, being walking among, among human civilizations for eons. And the thing, depending on which civilizations, some of them can sustain the density of the energy field of the earth. Others, like in our case, the Octarians, it's a lot more challenging to reduce tremendously our vibrational field to match the 3D so we can be physically aligned so you can perceive us in physicality. It's doable, but it takes tremendous amount of energy. Others, they may feel like it's a walk in the park. Right. You know, and we have heard of many other civilizations with different intentions and different, uh, in, you know, agendas coming and walking among us. Mm -hmm. They are those who look a lot like human beings and they may be standing next to you in line on the street corner. Mm -hmm. You will not pay attention twice to them except for they look beautiful. There's something light about them where you would say it's a cheerful, happy person who is 
you know, very loving and you will go about your way. So it really varies on to who you are connecting with and where they come from. You know, I'm up here in the pocket, which is near Byron Bay in northern New South Wales in Australia. And it's one of those areas like Shasta or Sedona where it attracts many light workers, light weavers, galactic starseeds. And they're everywhere up here. <laughs> they're everywhere. We went to feed the homeless yesterday morning and we were having a coffee tea afterwards and I was sitting next to a young girl who said that she wanted to kill herself and I said, were you upset? And she said, no. She said, I just didn't want to destroy anything else. She said, everything on this world, you know, like everything is destruction. She just didn't understand destruction. You know what I mean? It was really interesting having this conversation with her. She said, I just didn't want to be a part of any more destruction. I just wanted to leave. And then she said, but when I had the thought of leaving, I thought how upset my mother would be, so I decided to stay. And uh, it was really interesting to hear her. She just doesn't understand this, like how we destroy things. But, you know, density is about death and rebirth and, and destruction and creation, maybe more so than other places where it's more about creation and you don't get so much into the destruction. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a really compelling example, really heartfelt example you're bringing up because think about other civilizations like the Arcturians, the advanced Andromedans, those who come from, you know, the advanced ascended version of Venus and all the Venusian and all of it. So are very prone to the sacredness of life, preservation, mm -hmm. enlightening, teaching, uplifting, all about, you know, encouraging, nurturing and healing. So those souls, those starseed souls who've come from other solar system, planetary system, galaxy, universe, multiverses, who have, you know, understand unity consciousness, who have evolved into an ascended civilizations where duality is non-existent, come here and it's quite a shock. Mm. After times, those star seeds who are embodied in the human form will have a hard time adapting. So what we always said to them, this is what is you see right now as form of the duality that's been ongoing on the planet. But always keep the focus. Remind yourself in your heart center, into your divine, your inner being who understands and knows what you've come here. And this is just an aspect. And so also to Bring you back to your focal point into your center within your secret space and tell yourself, I will, these distractions, I understand they are part of duality as it has been so far, but I'm here to change and uplift that, which also create new form of paradigm of realities. Mm. And so we can redirect from, I want out because this is too much for me to, yeah. I know that this is difficult to handle. I'm going to amplify my life frequency, send out into the collective, which in turn will be distributed throughout the grids on the earth, and they will nourish other star seed around hybrids, other light workers, other teachers and, and healers, those who are really awake, that do the same kind of work. And what do we do collectively? We work toward the same goal. And so it amplifies the work of everyone by one person having those illuminate enlightenment platform send out to the collective beautiful beautifully said yeah there's so many 
There's so many young people here that are so sensitive that are suffering because they don't understand density. She was just one of many that I've met. Okay, so uh, have you met many people who are like you in that that you you carry so much physical Arcturian, um, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like genetic the, material. Genetic material, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, the galactic <laughs> presence. Um, this is a fantastic question and I've been asked a lot. And um, have I met other Arcturians at the soul star seed level? I have met others. Yeah. But to the extent at the level of being a hybrid the way I am, I have not. Right. I know that there are other hybrids around the planet mm -hmm. from different civilizations. And also, what does it mean to be a hybrid? You know, if you look at the term hybrid itself, you know, if you look at the human civilizations as a race, you know, your DNA carries the DNA of different star system and, and there's a star origin in you. And that's one aspect of it. So from that perspective, everyone can say, well, I'm a hybrid too. From that level, it's true. So in my case, we really push the envelope in a form that even physically, the way my mecha, if you look at my biology, the way my morphology has been built, I was conceived and designed to hold a much higher appearance frequency, right. even at the physicality, so that everyone I come in contact with has this direct connection, a direct positive impact. And I can tell you something, Karen, I have been noticing that um, this is becoming a lot more active and a lot stronger. Even, you know, I, I do have a regular work in, in to, on top of doing my spiritual work and offering consultation and teaching. But I can see that just my presence, just sitting physically in the same office or the same environment as a group of people, I see them reacting. I see them evolving. I see them changing. And one of the things I noticed is that at first, depending on the level of consciousness, it will be too much to bear. And then they can feel like they're going to be not able to look at me in the eyes or they're going to need to move a lot around or just to make sure that. And over time, as they're rising vibrationally, even on an unconscious level, they start to be more attracted to me. They feel more compelled with something about you that is inviting. But of course, consciously don't understand it. Right. Those who do feel even more attracted and they want to learn about it so they can also elevate themselves. So I've seen in the last, I would say in the last 20 years, in tremendous changes uh, in individually in a consciousness, but also collectively around the planet, where even just 10 years ago, having this kind of interview conversation would have been too much and not well received. Yeah. Now it is like it's exploding everywhere because we have been walking, helping, assisting, and healing everyone behind the scene. Now we're just becoming more visible. I know it's exciting. It's very exciting. It really is. You know, I was talking about this with Michael Tamora, a beautiful spiritual teacher who's here, master. We were talking about you know different frequencies that we hold and and uh, he was saying that when you hold a high frequency like you when people hold a lot of density or negative thoughts or you know collective negative beliefs when they hit the light the light illuminates that negativity and it like rises to the surface and often they'll respond 
to you with anger or upset or they you know dislike because what they're feeling is their own density kind of rising because you know when you put a when you turn the light up in a in a room you see sort of more of the mess than when it, the dimmer's down so to speak so um so and then it's up to them to deal with what's arising you know and transform it and uh deal with it because uh so when you're in people's presence and you're like if you're working in a day job you know you're not there to counsel them or heal them or how is how are they transforming that's a fantastic question so just to get back to what you just said yes anything that is in them that is ready or has been ready to surface for heal and transmutation and transformation we're like magnets we're going to pull that out of people we don't even have to talk or to engage into an official healing sessions or a spiritual teaching moment it can be simply says simply asking someone how are you doing today and it's how we connect at a deeper level we connect with the soul of the person not the personality traits so right away there's something a lot more profound going on in that energetically and heart-based connection right away engage them like you mentioned having a certain response or reaction depending on how ready they are and they can feel you can see them in their eyes you can see uh, the way they they verbalize it they would go like wow you know i i thought i was doing well and just just for you asking this question it brings them back into a state of questioning or invites them to open it up even more and suddenly you see around people start to be more communicative with each other instead of being more recluse and retreat withdraw within themselves it creates a synergy and that synergy is omnipresent all the time so people bathe into those energy because think about it we are vibrational being we're multi-dimensional being so we constantly vibrate and emit energy and transmit energy Mm. So being in our presence, we consciously transmit those energy and we observe how everything or everyone receives them and how it impacts overall the environment in which we are. And it's really interesting to witness when you pay attention. Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking of those people that are watching the show that are thinking, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? And really the best thing you can do is is raise your own frequency, raise your own consciousness. And just by emanating that, you're actually helping everybody else. And really to to look past, as you've just said, Vivian, to look past the personality construct and look for the soul within the being and to focus on that, to see the light, like the namaste, you know, like to see the light inside another, for your light to connect with their light. And that is just immensely healing to anyone, isn't it? It's just immensely, uh, it's a lot of help, yeah. Without, pretty out. Mm-hmm. It really is. Without putting it a shingle really on the door saying, healer. Um, okay. Okay, let's talk about the Arcturians. I'm fascinated about the Arcturians, your galactic family. Tell us about them. Um, so they're fifth dimensional uh, physical beings are some of them light beings like can you have an experience being an Arcturian and not be in a physical ish body or 
just being a light or how does it work with Arcturians? Yes, so those are great questions. And just a little parenthesis about how people can help. Another very important aspect is to be mindful of your thought forms. Yeah. Think of it as a, like cellar tower, that your thoughts create emanation, in terms turns into radio waves of energy that is sent out to everyone, everywhere, thus affecting the entire ecosystem and all life forms, to the point that even from the Earth plane, from the Earth moving through even into the cosmos, those thought waves will continue to impact life forms around them. So by able to see where do you where do you put your, your intentions and where does your where do your thoughts dwell the most? And then you can redirect that and also to catch yourself when you get too much distracted by things, you know, shiny things out there, by YouTube, oversexing, you know, internet and all of it has been pushed in there because there's a lot of disformation. And it's on purpose to keep everyone distracted. And why you think is that? Because the more you're distracted, the less you're going to be asking the real question and looking in the only place you can find the truth of your power, which is inward within your heart center. The most powerful place ever be for you and the place that is the most concealed from you. So that's just a very important parenthesis the collective wanted to bring. Ah, oh, beautiful. I was at the um, laundromat down the road yesterday and uh, I was just there for a minute, but they had a table full of magazines and they're all those trashy, okay magazines, you know, those whatever, those trashy. And I just, just flipping through them. Talk about distraction. It's unbelievable what the mass media, because I, I haven't read any of them for like ever. I, only when I go to some place like a doctor's, you know, like somewhere like where they, they are. And I was looking at them just thinking, you know, it's all about looking good, being rich, being famous, being thin, having a big booty. I mean, it's, you know, money. Boy, it was all about relationships. Who's broken up with who? Who's dating who? And there's just piles and piles of this stuff sitting on this table. Talk about mm -hmm. distraction. It's just, yeah. yeah. That's a prime example because they're designed to cast you into a delusional and illusional paradigm of fake standard and when you're so busy trying to achieve and i do say trying which is a word i rarely use because trialing means failure for the subconscious mind yeah. when you're attempting and trying to fit to the standard and you get caught up in a kind of all all make you know make believe world that you don't you're not busy you're too busy to redirecting to your true power and says wait a second and now we take my full sovereignty and now to change the start and now miracles start to happen and manifest around you so thank you for that this is a prime example of this that whether it's magazines and you know all those so-called reality show on the box that we call tv and all of this <laughs> On the box that we call to me. You know, that's why I started the show. I realized that the media is such a powerful hypnotic tool to keep people dumbed down. And I thought, well, if it's a powerful tool to um, suppress your power, it can also be a powerful tool to remind you of your power, right? 
to ask you to look within. So that's why I started off on radio and then, you know, just now I podcast because more people are watching this box called computer than they are, well, anyway, our generation, than they are the old box, the television box. Okay, let's, uh, obviously Arcturians don't have magazines and television. <laughs> what, what happens there? I'm fascinated by them. Thank you. In fact, those concepts are non-existent for us. Duality is non-existent. So, you know, Arcturians is a civilization, so beautiful being, you know, typically physically, yes, we can call what's called a physical body, but at the same time, think of it more of a, it's more of a light body. Even throughout the ages, when the word and the term Arcturians were not as popular um, as and understood as it is today, after time, they can be mistaken for angel because of their uh, light quality. So, yes, they have a physical form for sure. They have humanoid physical form, but it's nothing like the construct of a human being, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the everything we talked about, muscular-wise, skeleton structure and all of it. It's a lot lighter. So when you evolve as a civilization, on a planet that has a lot more luminosity, for one thing. Uh, we don't have this core of dense gravity field either. Plus, energy-wise, is based on crystal energy. So, you know, your body will evolve according to the needs of where your environment are. So th that's also to take into consideration. So physically, either we are tall, lanky, you know, tall in terms of easily 12 13 feet tall. Wow. I know father, my father is very tall. Every Arcturian in my team that I interact with are very tall uh, being. And so, and they have the most lovely translucent skin and, um, you know, with a beautiful long three-digit finger and it just moves very gracefully. Everything is done through the power of the thought forms or the power of telepathic mind and so everything is done this way. So can you imagine the level of discipline, the level of achievement when you're constantly living in that state? It's a state of collective consciousness where we take into account the needs of all of us, but as a collective, also by respecting the individual expression of each. So it's very supporting of how could I say that support a soul in this development and knowing that we align the needs and the requirements of that soul to support the uh, enlightenment and the advancement of that soul, but it is done within the collective consciousness. And this is one of the things, one of the things that the Arcturian also come back to teach us, to remind us is we are returning to that state of collective knowing that what you do, not only you matter so much individually, that the way you feel, you think you constantly feed into will impact me even all the way across the world, mm -hmm. will impact the water that runs around the world, that will impact your ecosystem and all the life forms evolving in it. So we are returning to that state of collective consciousness and by respect to our individual expression. But the thing is, can you imagine today where there is societal structure, belief system, education system that is more towards the support of 
how can I support you, Karen, or I support you uh, who are listening and is making an alignment with your soul purpose? How can we allow you to evolve, whether it's a, you know, what we call a career would be more of a spiritual career. What are your talents that you brought to do? What is the uniqueness that you brought to express that allows you to evolve and also accumulate back into your light and at the same time support the collective? Yeah. I mean, that's been changing the world on the top of a finger. Absolutely. I just keep thinking about that beautiful young girl I met yesterday saying that she just didn't want, she wanted to leave this planet because she just felt like she didn't want to create any more destruction. So she's so tapped into the collective in that respect that, you know, our, like we go to the supermarket, we buy stuff in plastic, that plastic goes in the bin that usually doesn't get recycled and it goes into, and so there's destruction there, like just by eating we're destroying and it just was, yeah, it was just it was just painful for her to um to be a part of this, a part of this service to self and not service to others because you know we're not thinking about like whoever invented plastic. It just seems crazy to me that you would think, okay, we're going to wrap all our food in plastic and all that plastic is going to go into landfill. I mean, it just doesn't make sense, does it? It's just like it's just not collective thinking. It's like it's convenient, you know, to carry your food in a plastic bag home. So there's like this convenience thing. Anyway, I'm just looking on your, um, on your Facebook page. You've got a picture there of some Arcturians. Uh, you've, it, it's um, a mother, child, father, child. I don't know, but you've got next to it, my Arcturian family. And um, it's a beautiful depiction. I don't know who the artist is, but, it's very looks very much like your sort of structure, bone structure, especially your mouth. Uh, do you know who the artist is who drew that? I do not know. I know the picture you speak of. It is a representation um, based on my direct interaction with my beautiful star family and with father. This is the closest I could find because oftentimes Octurns are depicted as blue beings right. with a bluish skin tone, which mm -hmm. is not the case. We're not really blue, actually. We're very beautiful, translucent skin. Um, lovely, actually. I mean, the loveliest you can think of, really, out of this world. The thing is, Octurian, when they travel to their light body, what they do a lot, and you can perceive them with your physical eyes and their light bodies, they will create this emanation of usually royal blue energy and then through them you can see that uh, you can look like they are blue beings but i can assure you i never met personally a blue arcturian everyone on board of our ship is not blue like actually their emanations in the light body has this quality of the blue ray and even when they come here in my house on the open portal and when they just want to you know give me like a little flash for here Everything becomes this delightful bluish energy, and I know it's them because they have a distinct vibrational signature attached to it. But I know that we're not typically our skin is not blue. We, there are other civilizations uh, who are have this blue color, and I think it's lovely. It's just that I would not. Octrans, um, we do not typically have this bluish color. So the picture you're talking about on my Facebook page, actually, this is called the tall whites, 
but it's still the closest to me in terms even as the face structure, you know, the tall, my father behind me, me being the child, or three-digit finger, you know, tapping on my shoulder. So you have to remove the hair. We don't have any hair whatsoever. No air at all in the entire body. There's no hair. Um, and we, we were joking a little bit about this, you and I, before the show, that I'm not used to hair, so I do nothing with them. I just have them hanging down. And I think it's great. It's one of my fav- favorite features of the human body. <laughs> we don't have that. So I, exactly. So I wash them, dry my hair, wash my hair, let it dry, and then let it sit there. I never tuck them. I never... Do anything people ask me don't just want to do something with Trey I'm like I don't know what to do it's just it's <laughs> lovely <laughs> you know I'm, so they're hairless tall luminescent pale white sort of like I'm I'm getting a picture of them being sort of like their skin is almost like pearl essence like that that pearly white it has this almost like ivory pearly ivory ivory that. yeah and you can tell that even my skin tone, I can feel the blend. My skin is extremely thin. Uh, when they talk about uh, the collagen of my skin, which was, of course, chitty in medical field, you know, they were fascinated how much the collagen of my skin is very thin, very translucent. So, you know, the vein comes out a lot, you can see. Um, so, of course, with the sun, um, I can burn easily. But the sun is my friend, so we readjust how it, adjust, how it affects my sun. And my skin mm. but you can see so the quality of the collagen of my skin really reflect onto my octarian father and i'll never i'll always remember karen the very first time when i consciously reconnected with my father when i said father is my octarian biological father my dad my human dad you know i have I have two fathers, a dad and a father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time that I consciously um, reconnected with my uh, Octarian father, when I look at him, he had an Octarian child sitting on his shoulder, and he was telling me through my heart center, you are my child, you are a part of us, so there's no need to fear because you're part of us and he wants to show me and the child was looking at me and sending me signals says, look, I'm a child and I'm a nocturne child like you are. And when I looked at him, it was like a huge revelation. Karen, it was, it was like looking in a mirror at myself, but just mm-hmm. on my Octorian form. Mm-hmm. It's incredible how much many of my features uh, are after them, but very cleverly blended beautifully with the feature of my human mom combined together so I can I can look um, human and that's the idea. I've been saying that a lot, but I will repeat it because can, can you imagine having the same discussion? If I look like full-blown Arcturian, 12, 13 feet, translucent, tall, very E.T. looking, beautiful and loving, but very E.T. looking and says, hey, let's have this interview today. It would change everything. It would not be the same approach. I would love it. <laughs> of course, you know, naturally. But overall, I can tell you, it will not be received the same way. So what is the best way? If you want to be sent out on another planet as an ambassador, a bridge, a teacher, mm-hmm. someone that is there to profoundly shift the reality so they can ascend or reascend, 
what would you do as an advanced civilization? You will make sure that your people or those you dispatch there would blend with the civilizations actually in place so the message will be carried out and not be shocked by their physical appearances. Mm. So that's another concept here that people ask me oftentimes. Well, you look a lot human. I say, well, thank you. Mm. But if you look closer, you would see that there are some differences. You know, my face is not completely asymmetrical. There's just some, just differences, just enough to blend without shocking. Mm. And so, because that's not the goal, the goal is to be able to connect, talk with you, understand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Were you always conscious of who you were from the get-go or did you have an awakening or were you always aware of who you were, ah, who you are? That's a beautiful question. I love it. Actually, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. That's, uh, that's my Jimmy. Oh, hello. My Syrian, my Syrian boy. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, beautiful. yeah. That's boy right here. He always, my boy, my cat, my Jimmy, my, my baby boy is always with me whenever I do my, um, uh, Eating work whenever the team comes, he's very tuned with them. Of course, he's feeling Syrians, and Syrians love our turn energy. We're very uh, in sync with each other, parentheses. Mm -hmm. uh, to come back to your question in, in sense of being attuned, let's just say that I've always been very aware and very conscious that there was something profoundly different about me. Right. And that realizations grew even as a child. I remember even back, I was five years old, listening to adults talking about me, listening, observing uh, how adults were behaving around me. And I knew right there that I was out of this world and I was not, you know, complaining so-called normal at the time, as they call it. And even among children in school, I found so much illogical, you know, behaving against what's another, why competing, why not being friends, connecting, why judging me on based on because physically I looked according to their standard weird because I was developing, you know, slower. So I, my body was not formed, you know, not completely, you know, blending with each other. I was looking weird and different. And so I never understood that kind of approach and mentality. And as I continued to grow, then it just deepened into, and I had uh, my awareness and I had a bigger awakening in my 20s where everything starts to shift okay. tremendously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a long time for me. What happened, uh, what happened to make it shift? I mean, your mother obviously knew. Did she not tell you? Or your father? Yeah, see, that's the thing. You um, think about it. Think about of a young, a young mother of early twenties. First child was me. I'm um, her first child. Uh -huh. Understanding and knowing the extraordinary family background and heritage behind me, not being able to talk about it is being taboo. People will not believe. Uh, no one would be able to connect. There was not really any resources. So what did they do? They turn among themselves and say, um, let 
we're going to give our child a chance to grow up normally so she can have absolutely. a life. As human, absolutely. As human. Absolutely. So absolutely. That yeah. was the approach, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's course. different. Yeah, yeah. Of course. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I've had said this on the show many times before. My daughter, my daughter always used to remind me that she was a child when she was a child. And she was sending me a message that no matter what, I'm having this human experience and I'm going to be a child. I don't want to know who I am as spirit or soul or multidimensional or whatever or starseed. I'm going to be a child. And uh, I respected that. You know, I really respected that. Mm. There we go. See, for me, I would have preferred to be the ET that I am and <laughs> who I'm beating with my human side. So I feel more prone towards the ET, but I grew up be, becoming fond of the human side as well because I so understand the level of challenges that human beings have to go through. And to yeah. be honest, between us, being a human being is very challenging. And it's when you go through a lifetime or several lifetimes uh, being in a human form, I mean, I tip my hat to every soul because you really earn serious knowledge and wisdom and you can grow exponentially. You know, you, it's like always says, you've earned your PhD in the, in the art of being a human. Absolutely. You become the master to teach others. So, you know, I think that what I'm starting to understand how we differ to other dimensional beings is that this emotional body that we deal with. I mean, we might not be as advanced consciously or technologically, but we're dealing with an emotional body that other civilizations don't deal with. The density, the, fr the frequency, the, the variety and frequency, there's so much more variety and dense frequency. And, and so yeah, that's the PhD, you know, that's the, that's the sort of higher learning to be able to exist amongst negative emotion, negative frequency and, and, and to navigate it and to not get swept up in it and not to get lost in it and, and to be able to shift it, transform it, change it. Like the conversations I have with all my clients is like how to turn a negative thought into a more positive one or you know, a negative situation, you know, how to see negative situations through the eyes of source, through your, through your heart space, as you would say, through your heart center and not through your mind that's like ah, going crazy. Yeah, so do you... Indeed, and yeah, you, you, like you're saying, Karen, it's, it's what we call the path of self-mastery because you're masters. The human civilizations from its, its inception, so you are masters of light, your emotional faculties, it's what makes you so unique and distinctable and also so powerful. Can you imagine combining the power and strength of your emotional body with your higher mental faculties? Right. Which is what we call bridging your higher mind to your heart center. Mm -hmm. And then both of them are in alignment. So it's the same thing when people are making wishes or wants to make the changes in their life always says, make sure that you're aligned within your within yourself is your higher mind in agreement with your heart and vice versa yeah. bridge that create like an energetic bridge you can easily feel visualize you use your activization technique when you breathe you can see the bridge forming between your higher faculties not the lower mind but your higher mind and a great knowledge of to be able to dis have a discernment being able to analyze beyond 
what is given to you through distractions and veil of illusions to peek through that. Okay, so what you're saying is when having a desire, like I want this, ask yourself which part of me wants this is it my lower mind wanting it like you might look at those magazines and say i want to be thin and beautiful and famous like them you know and or is it you like to connect with your higher mind or higher self or soul self or whatever you want to call it and ask and connect that with your heart center and ask is this what i really want or is this just an illusion of you know collective consciousness that's here saying this is what you should want is that what you're saying, Vivian? Something like that, allow us to bring some additional clarification because this is very important. Mm -hmm. So when you see uh, an influence, a distraction, whether it's a magazine and a thought come true, ask yourself first, is that thought a want to be skinny, rich and famous like this person really belongs to me or is it program it came to me? So that's first thing. So you're able to distinct what are your real thoughts? Because the good news, not all of your thoughts are yours. So you can make the distinction. So if it's still your real thought, you can ask yourself, how does thought or this model serve my sole purpose? And then you let the master in within you, the wisdom within your heart center, give you the answer. And then if okay. you still want to make a wish, let's say that you, let's say that you wish to create, see, positive change in your life, have a more uplifting career. Let's use that as an example because everyone can relate to that. And you can ask yourself, now I am ready to welcome a positive uplifting career that serves also my sole purpose and will support me above and beyond. And when you create and emit that wish and make sure that your heart and your heart mind are in alignment, and then make sure that you're aligned with that wish that you're truly ready for it and you release it because what part of you will speak the loudest this is what the universe will answer to yeah so people always said oh i used the law of attraction it doesn't work for me and i'm yeah. like how do you use it and what part of you speak the loudest are you repeating just some pattern disguised as wishes sent out there based on the law or are you really understanding the mechanism behind it extracting the power behind it and then utilizing it so there's different level here beautifully said i want to just repeat that because that was just beautiful so what did you say ask when you have a thought ask you ask your higher mind is this my thought yeah is this thought belong to me does this thought belong to me and then what was the what did you say again to to ask that can you repeat that after that Yes, I'll ask the team because sometimes I was in channel. It comes. I know, I know, I know. We can we'll oh. go back in the recording, but it's something about um, how can I make a difference? Something about career, like if I want a job. Well, yes. Yeah, so let's say that you let's say that you're ready to welcome a career that is a lot more uplifting and more aligned with who you are. Okay. Yeah. You can make sure that your higher mind and your heart are in agreement. You see that the bridge creating and ask that I am now ready to welcome an uplifting career change that will support my sole purpose and support me above and beyond. And you welcome, you are ready now to make a change and welcome that new career. And when you, when you say that, you affirm that and you send out that wish into the universe for manifestation, Make sure that your heart and your higher mind, not the lower mind, 
your higher mind are in agreement. You can feel that. I truly feel it. I agree in every aspect of myself. So, and then it's sent out. Because like, for example, I, if I claim this, from the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, what is the economy today? That's a wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. Then that will be speaking the loudest. It's interesting the words that you've chosen. Welcome. Instead of saying, I want, you say, I welcome. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, same thing with relationship. People will, you know, have this deep desire to be in a relationship that supports them to feel love and be loved and also to relate to one another. So I would say the same thing. Harmonize your heart and your heart and mind. And yes, you're worthy. You're worth it. Yes, you deserve love. Yes, you're very lovable. And yes, you're perfect the way you are in spite of past mistakes and your journey belongs to you. So when you're in alignment with you and you are breathing to your inner sacred space, you can utilize the same formulation as to, I now welcome my most compatible soulmate relationship in my life. Mm -hmm. You can feel that you're truly ready to engage into that type of equal relationship with integrity. Yeah, and without carrying out the filters of the past or the wounds of the past as a copycat onto the next person. So when you welcome now your most compatible soulmate, you know that it comes directly from your heart center to your soul and then let your heart song come out and then the matching song will come to you and you will see how it is really amazing, the magic behind it because you really send out it to your true power and your essence, your most compatible one mm. in every shape and form. And when you say you're welcome, you really um, feel this natural attraction. You give the universe and you herself a clear indication that you're truly in tune with it and always utilizing now, because now it's like the enter on your computer when you type in a, an email, it sends the message right away. It is done now. Mm, mm, absolutely. Put it in the now. Yes. So I, I get the sense that the Arcturian, so the question I posed is, you know, what is the main message that the Arcturian system, the galactic system has to bring to humanity? But this is, this is it. It's like other civilizations might be bringing technology but really the Arcturian Collective is bringing this um, cleaning up the collective thought forms, yeah? The collective thought forms, of course, uh, this is great. We're here to, part of the assistance and the presence, I know, that we're receiving on this earth, whether it's from the spiritual hierarchy, other civilizations that we are in contact, Federation, Masters of Light, um, if you look at the commonality, which includes also with the upturns, is we really come here to help you reconnect, help to rebuild those connector of memories, help you going back into your true celestial home. And basically, especially at these hours in such a very important cycle on the planet, we help to assist you to reascend to the space of who you are and also and what is reascending means is that to really help you removing all those filters 
removing and dismantling illusionist paradigm that has been put in place by other civilizations that have really other agendas. We're here to go, this is it. No more distraction. You're returning to your truth. You're returning individually and you're forming a collective on your planet and symbiotic relationship in synergy with the planet herself. And the life forms are here to assist and be part of this. And you're reclaiming your sovereignty in all aspects. And so we are very passionate about this. We're very passionate about moving from a form of fragmentation and duality into your state of natural oneness. The human race at its inception is a race of peaceful being, not discord and war and, and, and the way things has been on the planet. That has been educated, that has been implemented by other civilizations or more war-oriented mm-hmm. for other agendas. And that's right. what we're gonna say, but it's really part of the essence of what we come to do and help you heal and what it means for you to heal. Yeah. And so you can see, now I suddenly see and understand and feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vivian, I know you have to go. I could talk to you all day. There's so many more questions I have for you because it's fascinating. I just, it's fascinating. Well, Maybe we can set up another time to have a conversation. But oh, I would you. love that. Thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your story with us and, and some of your wisdom. It's just been fascinating. I've really enjoyed it. Well, it's been absolutely our privilege, and on behalf of my collective and I, we're here to uh, be of service. We're here to support you, and being also part human, I do understand the challenges. So it's a lot more effective in terms of bringing the messages and also helping you, assisting you with, with clear techniques and tools that you can apply every day. So thank you so much for giving us this incredible opportunity, and we. We would love to be back again and have a different level of discussion and moving it, you know, in different directions together and grow from yes. another, another time. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you so much, Karen. Many blessings to all of you. Remember who you are. What a fascinating conversation with Vivian. Just fascinating. She had a client yet to go, but I could have talked to her all day. Just beautiful. I forgot to mention her website to those people who are listening on audio only. You can find her at infinitehealingfromthestars.com. She said that um, when she was doing her website, she was asking her team, what do I call it? Like, what do you call yourself when you're an Arcturian hybrid that's going to be sort of relatable to the human mind? And uh, that's, that's, um, that's a little website name they gave her, Infinite Healing from the Stars. I think that's really cute, really beautiful. Wow. I would have liked to have known more about what goes on in Arcturus, more about the constellation, more about their civilization. Anyway, we'll have a chat with her another time. There's just so much to talk about. Uh, thanks again for watching <laughs> the show, Accentuating the Positive Current. Let me know if you're an Arcturian. I chat with them all the time, the Arcturians. Uh, masters of healing and manifestation masters of healing masters of transformation beautiful that are here helping humanity evolve it's interesting what she said about other civilizations that had agendas for humanity and so they've kind of got this programming going on that we buy into um 
Yeah, interesting. We could have talked more about that too. And the Arcturians are like, don't be deluded by the programming. Get back to the higher mind. Mm. Fascinating. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still like got a million questions that I want answered by beautiful Vivian. Just exceptional to talk with her. And uh, coming up in the inner sanctum, more galactic. Mary Rodwell's coming in this month. Um, I'm actually going to do a show with her next week too and uh, catch up with her. She's been traveling around the world, talking all things galactic, hybrid, you know, higher consciousness, multidimensional healing, all things like that. She's amazing. I'm sure most of you know who Mary Rodwell is. Beautiful healer, counselor here to help activate, accelerate, acclimate the new world teachers that come from higher dimensions that are here like Vivian, like, we are here to evolve human consciousness. So many on the planet, you know, and you're probably one of them if you're watching this, that know that you don't fit in, but you're not here to judge humanity. You're here to uplift humanity. You're here to be who you are, not to change, to fit in, to stand out and to vibe your frequency. Just being you is making a difference. It's affecting people. It's affecting people, just being you. So, yeah, we're going to have a great chat with Mary. And if you want to meet her in the Inner Sanctum, join our Inner Sanctum uh, group and you can meet Mary in the Inner Sanctum and ask her questions. I had a great conversation with her recently, just the private conversations, the two of us were chatting away. And I said, you know, Mary, you talk about your research and, and your clients, but I, I know that you're more of a a teacher healer like you're more of a counselor that you've got so much wisdom and she said I do I do you know but people always ask the same questions you know so I answer the questions so we're going to ask some different questions of Mary this time <laughs> so yeah she's coming up and uh on the show and in the inner sanctum and I, I my mind's all over the shop this morning so I don't know what else is you'll have to check the website check out the website karenswain.com if you want to know who's coming up in the Inner Sanctum, go to karenswain.com slash Inner Sanctum. And uh, who's coming up on the show? More people coming up on the show. Can't remember who I've booked in. More, I think, near-death experiences. And, oh, a woman contacted me that um, speaks, has this conversation with her brother who died suddenly. She's got this open communication with him. So that's interesting. Lots of things to talk about. Thanks again for joining me. Love you all. Remember to buy the book Awakened by Death, full of fabulous stories. And I'll see you again next time. Bye for now. <laughs>